Police Academy is your source for the no apologies, no spin truth about all things police. Discussions about why cops do what they do, avoiding speeding tickets, or just how to stay alive can all be found right here. No questions out of bounds, no topic too sensitive. This is Police Academy. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What we're dealing with here, glittering ass, is a complete lack of respect for the law and smoking the reason. Call the dust pump. We live in a society of laws. That pump? Yeah. No, that's not real. This thing a weed. Takes one side a weekend of training to get that bag. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash policeacademypodcast. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, you will have no trouble finding an audiobook to get hooked on. Your membership gets you one free book a month and a 30% discount on any additional purchases. And once you buy a book, and this is what I love about Audible, it's yours for life. That is unless you don't like it, in which case you can always return it for a different one. So go check them out by following the link in the show notes or going to audibletrial.com slash podcast. Hey guys and gals, welcome back to Police Academy Podcast. This one is going to be short and I'm sorry I didn't get this episode released this morning. I usually have these ready to go for 7.15 a.m. every Thursday. It's been a crazy week. I've been on the road, and of course, the second I leave the studio, things go crazy. You've got Charlotte, North Carolina. You've got Terrence Crutcher in Tulsa. You've got guys stabbing people up in Minnesota at a mall. All kinds of stuff going on that relates to the police, and I have been out of the loop, so I'm playing catch-up. A lot of what I'm doing right now is on YouTube, so make sure you go check the channel out, Police Academy Podcast on YouTube to see what's going on there. Um, As usual, there is a ton of misinformation going on about these incidents. Terrence Crutcher, for example, this claim that he could not have reached into the vehicle because his window was up, which is that claim itself is based on this still photo from fuzzy helicopter video that looks like there might be a stream of blood where the window would be, meaning the window has to be up, right? The blood's stuck to something. Well, if you actually watch the video, as I show on the YouTube channel, that's clearly not the case. The lawyer for Terrence Crutcher's family is either intentionally or mistakenly misrepresenting the facts of this case. In my humble opinion, it's irresponsible at best, and if obviously he's doing it on purpose, it's completely immoral and just messed up. You are messing with someone's life, and that being the police officer who shot Terrence Crutcher, which brings me to the point for this episode. This one's going to be pretty short because I've got so much to do right now. Um, I've, Like I said, I'm playing catch-up, but the Terrence Crutcher case, and many of these, are bringing up a very good point that people, that the public tends not to understand. And that is the police are not required, nor should they be, to wait until someone points a gun at them to use deadly force. If the totality of the circumstances, meaning everything that has happened from the beginning of the encounter 
to include any information the officer knows about the case to the point that deadly force was used would lead a reasonable person in the officer's shoes to fear that their life is about to be taken from them or that deadly force is about to be used against them. They can use deadly force. It does not matter if the suspect or person that they, the officer is dealing with has the capacity to hurt the officer or kill the officer. What I mean there is, it doesn't matter if there's a gun or not. What matters is, was it reasonable for the officer to believe there may have been a gun and that that person was trying to get the gun? That applies directly to the Terrence Crutcher case. You know, watch this video. If you haven't seen it yet, he is a big dude. And of course, you know, this is in the media um, in large part because it's a black gentleman and a white police officer. Um, but then again, anymore, you look at Charlotte, it's a black officer who shot a black man, and there's really nothing to suggest this was uh, a wrongful shooting and they're rioting, overturning cars and burning buildings down again. So I'm not sure that the details and the facts of the case matter at all at this point, but um, I digress. It's a white police officer, a female she is about half the size of this gentleman, and she's got him at gunpoint. He's got his hands in the air, and this is, again, where the narrative about this case, depending on your media source, is completely false. Uh, because a lot of people are trying to say, especially the family of him and the attorney, Benjamin Crump, which was hired by the, his Mr. Crutcher's family, they're all saying that he was complying with the police. And for some reason, there's no audio when this video is shot from the cruiser camera. So we can't hear what the officers are saying. So the narrative is, well, he's got his hands up. Therefore, he is complying with the police. Well, what he is also doing in the video is walking back towards his car from where he originally was when the video starts. And that is right in front of the police car. I understand how the public would see this and go, oh, he's complying. He's got his hands in the air. He's not doing anything erratic. He's walking slowly, etc. But what you have to understand about this case is that no police officer in their right mind would tell a suspect. And okay, let me stop here because I use the word suspect and I've already been grilled about this once on YouTube. She's got a gun pointed at him for a reason. I don't know what that reason is. I, we don't have the information that explains what happened between her arrival and the video starting. All we know is that his car is in the middle of the road, not just his lane, but on the center line in just crooked in the middle of the road, blocking the entire street. The vehicle is running and someone called and said, he was seen running away from his vehicle with his hands in the air and saying, it's gonna blow. So there's something weird going on here. And everything about the interaction between Mr. Crutcher and the officer is weird too. Supposedly he was looking at her with his head tilted down, um, but his eyes glaring at her. He wouldn't respond when she asked him if it was his vehicle. 
So there's something wrong with this situation. And obviously the officer knows that she's got a gun pointed at him and he's got his hands in the air. So now picking back up where everyone, not everyone, but the media, a lot, a lot of people in the media are, are saying, well, he was being compliant. Well, he wasn't being compliant. And at least I can say that with about 99.8%, you know, almost hundred percent certainty that he wasn't because no officer in this situation would tell the suspect to go back to their car. That's exactly the opposite of what any police officer wants in this situation. The goal here, if she's got a gun pointed at him, is to detain him safely, to take control of the situation before someone gets hurt. And to do that, you don't want the suspect walking back to the car because the only real options here with someone at gunpoint, if they're going back to their car, is they're going to try to escape or they're going for a weapon. Why else would someone walk back to their car while the cops are pointing guns at them? There's no other logical explanation for that. And no officer, because officers are trained to do the opposite, would tell someone to do that. So we don't have audio. But just based on my understanding and experience with you know, law enforcement training and my experience as an officer, no cop would would give that order. The command is get on the ground. And that is what the officer's attorney said she told Mr. Crutcher. We don't have audio. We don't have her own testimony, but her attorney representing her, the officer involved, the one that shot him, is saying that she was telling Mr. Crutcher to get on the ground. And that is exactly what you would expect in the situation. I want to be very clear that I am not saying that this incident is justified, nor that I would have done the same thing this officer did, but there's a lot here that people need to understand because this video looks really bad. This guy seems to be at least relatively compliant and he gets shot and killed. One shot and he's dead. And again, while I am not saying that this is a justified shooting, what I want to point out here is that there is a very legitimate argument to be made for the appropriate use of deadly force in a situation like this. The police, again, do not have to wait for you to point a gun at them for them to shoot you. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're white, black, yellow, purple, or pink. That's not how it works. If you wait as an officer for someone to draw first, it's too late. The human brain cannot react quickly enough to defend one's self against someone else's action. So you take a situation like this where someone is standing next to their vehicle and you as an officer, you know, put yourself in the officer's shoes. If you can, you as an officer are pointing your firearm at this person, telling them, get on the ground, get on the ground, stay away from your vehicle. Again, this is hypothetical. I don't know exactly what was said in this instance, 
but this is a hypothetical that I want you to put yourself into. Get on the ground, get on the ground. Stay away from your vehicle. Stay away from your vehicle. Get on the ground. Do not reach into the vehicle. The suspect is not listening to you. The suspect walks away from you, walks back to their car, knowing you are pointing a gun at them. Hey, maybe you even say, I'm going to shoot you if you reach into your car. And then the suspect reaches into the car. What do you do? You have no cover. You have no idea what the suspect is reaching into the car. You can only assume, but based on what you know, which is that this person has no logical reason to not do what you're telling them to do. They're doing exactly the opposite, and they're reaching into a vehicle that you have no idea what's inside of it. What assumption do you make? What does that tell you? Why are they willing to get shot to reach into their car? Well, there's really only one logical conclusion to come to. Well, there's a couple. Number one, they're not sane or not sober. There's something wrong mentally here. Or they are, and they're thinking logically, and they're trying to kill you. Those are really the two options. And the first one, the not sane, not sober one, well, even if someone's not sane or not sober, that doesn't prevent them from trying to kill you. And again, are you willing as an officer standing there five, 10 feet away from someone who is reaching into a car to wait until you see what they pull out of the car, knowing full well that you cannot assure that you will come out alive if you wait, because you can't. It doesn't matter if you've got the gun pointed at the dude's head. Your reaction time as a human being is not quick enough to make that decision before the suspect can shoot you. It's just not fast enough. So, and, and officers know this. This is part of law enforcement training. You understand reaction times, how quickly a suspect can draw and shoot you before you can figure out if you need to fire back, etc. So are you willing to stand there and wait for that person who you don't know who's not listening to your commands, even though you've got a gun pointed at them, are you willing to wait and see what they pull out of the car? Now, there are officers who are, who are okay with that risk and will stand there and wait and see what the guy decides to pull out of the car. But the law doesn't require that, and it shouldn't. But why shouldn't it? I know that's not very politically correct, and people don't understand it. How can you shoot someone if you don't even know if they have a gun. Well, the simple solution here is don't use these high-stress encounters with the police to make a statement. It's just not the venue. Are, these people don't understand, and when I say these people, I'm talking about everyone that has been shot because they are choosing not to to obey police commands and they get themselves in a dangerous situation where human error comes into play and that margin of error ends up getting them killed. We call it an error of fact. Situations like this where there is no gun, but the actions of the person killed by the police are such that the police legitimately fear for their lives. 
and justifiably use deadly force. This is the thing the public just does not get. How can someone not have the ability to kill the police, but the police can kill them? How is that not murder? Well, you don't know if there's a gun in the car. And the fact that afterwards you find out there wasn't one is irrelevant. Now, if there was a gun in the car, that is also irrelevant to whether or not the use of deadly force was justified. Facts not known to the officer at the moment deadly force was used don't matter. Whether they support or contradict the officer's decision to use deadly force, it doesn't matter. If they didn't know it at the time, it cannot weigh in on our determination of whether or not what they did was justified. Because people can't be held accountable for information they didn't have access to when they made the decision. That's not just police, that's everyone. And I hope this is clear to everyone listening to the podcast. You are my more well-informed audience, so I feel like I don't have to explain this stuff as much, but I will because I want to be very clear. This isn't my opinion. These principles that I'm talking about, in fact, it's the law of the land, are set before us by the United States Supreme Court, the court that interprets our Constitution and our rights as citizens in this country. It's not my opinion as to how officers should be judged you know, by their actions when they use deadly force. It's the law. And there are really good reasons for it being in place and the way that it is. If you understand the dynamics of these situations in that the best decision isn't always going to be made and all of the information isn't always available to the officers, you have to realize there is this margin of error that must be accounted for and officers can't be held accountable for making honest mistakes of fact, again, as we call them. It's a mistake of fact. The officer had a reasonable belief in a fact that turned out later to be false. And that is not illegal. And when people call for justice, when people call for these officers to be prosecuted because, in this case, Mr. Crutcher was not armed, well, justice doesn't mean this officer is punished unless it wasn't reasonable, objectively reasonable for her to use deadly force in that moment. If you can put other officers that understand the job, that are good officers, in her shoes, and they would do the same thing, then justice is not punishing her because she did the right thing. Or at least one of many different options that are correct in that moment. Yes, if she had a taser on her, maybe she could have tased him. But that also doesn't mean that the use of deadly force can't be justified as well. And I might want to point out that he was tased. Uh, I don't know if it had an effect on him, but her backup officer tased him um, very close to the same time that she fired. And I don't know if that had something to do with her firing. It may have startled her. And if her finger was on the trigger, the sympathetic response could have caused her to fire the gun. Um, That's not what's coming from her attorney. 
Her attorney is saying that she feared for her life because Mr. Crutcher reached in through the window of the vehicle and she fired around. Again, I don't know for sure if the window was up or down, but the claims made by the Crutcher family's attorney are false about there being this big stream of blood on the window. Um, if I were to, if I was a betting man, I would say the window's probably down. But again, that's speculation, and I'm not in that game. I'm in the facts game. I'm looking for the truth, and I never want to lead you guys and gals astray by speculating about these kinds of things because these are really important cases. I just want to be clear that this narrative out here about him complying and that the window is up are both false as far as we know at this point. And again, you do not, as an officer, you don't have to wait until a gun is pointed at you to pull the trigger. Two other cases that are really making some waves right now are Tyre King, the 13-year-old shot by the police in Columbus, Ohio, after he robbed someone at gunpoint. It turned out to be a BB gun, but it looks exactly like a real gun. And again, that fact that it's not a real gun does not matter because the police nor the victim that was robbed know that at the time deadly force was used. So this 13-year-old was shot and killed by the police. The autopsy um, that was ordered by the family of this young man is suggesting that he was shot in the back. And I know that's going to really get people riled up. Um, And that sounds bad, and it may be bad. We don't know yet. It sounds like there is going to be footage of this one. I'm not sure, though. Um, But again, he had a gun on him that the officers are assuming is real because they have to. And if he did anything that would cause the officer to believe he might be reaching for the gun, even if he's not facing the officers, they can justifiably shoot and kill him. He's 13 years old. I know how bad that sounds. But that's the truth. A 13-year-old carrying a semi-automatic pistol and shooting an officer with it is just as deadly as a 25-year-old, a 50-year-old, a 90-year-old. It doesn't matter. And unfortunately, this 13-year-old is out running around robbing people. Doesn't mean he deserved to die, that justice is him being dead. But his actions, again, we have to get back to this personal responsibility thing that we tend to ignore in these situations. The context of the incident, his actions created a very dangerous situation in which the officers had to make a split-second decision as to whether or not he was going to try to shoot him or not. And apparently they thought he might be trying to shoot him and they shot him first. Keith Lamont Scott, Charlotte. Charlotte is in turmoil right now. And again, the facts of these cases really don't matter at this point. You look at Milwaukee, black police officer shoots a black man with a loaded gun who had turned and faced the officer and refused commands. Even if the guy didn't point it at the officer, there's, you know, without further information, there's a very strong argument to be made that deadly force could be justified. We just need a few more facts, and that becomes very clear. Now to Charlotte with Keith Lamont Scott. He's 43 years old. 
police are in the neighborhood looking for a suspect. They see this guy get out of a car with a gun. They start giving him commands. He gets back in the car. They start to approach the car. He comes back out of the car. And at some point, an officer fears that he's going to try to shoot the officers and he shoots and kills Mr. Scott. Again, did he point the gun at the officers? We don't know. Does he need to for them to be justified in using deadly force? No. You know, do they have to articulate why his actions made them fear that he might try to kill them? Yes, absolutely. You know, if he got out of the car with his hands up in the air and the gun was still in his hand, but he was obviously surrendering and they shot him, then there's a serious issue there. But I feel like this goes without saying, and I'm sure it does for this audience, but if you have a gun in your hands and the police are pointing guns at you, telling you to drop the gun, you might just want to drop the gun. And the fact that you don't speaks volumes about your intentions. That's something we miss in the conversation. The fact that the person the police are dealing with is not obeying the commands while the police are presenting them with deadly force by pointing a gun at them speaks very loudly about their intentions. You go back to Michael Brown. You know, aside from the fact that Mr. Brown tried to grab Officer and did grab Officer Wilson's gun, even if that had not happened and they find themselves in the street with Officer Wilson pointing his gun at Mr. Brown. And Mr. Brown is running towards the officer. What does that say about his intentions? Is he coming to give him a bear hug and tell him how much he loves him? Uh, Probably not. You can safely assume that when he reaches the officer, he's going to try to take him down, incapacitate him, and possibly take his gun and kill him. There's really no other logical explanation for someone coming at an officer when they've got a gun pointed at them. Same for holding on to a firearm when the police are telling you to drop it or they're going to shoot you. Not dropping it says, hey, I might want to use this against you, and you're probably going to get shot. That sounds cold-hearted, but it's just the truth. I'm, I'm not trying to be offensive or cold with this issue. I'm just trying to be very clear. These deadly force situations aren't oftentimes what the media and these attorneys make them out to be. They always tend to focus on the emotional and the human aspect. You know, you bring out the family and everyone that knew the person and all of that matters. The The person that was killed by the police, was they were still a human being and people love them. I understand that. The fact that a police shooting might be justified doesn't mean the person dying was justice or that they didn't matter or that people didn't love them. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. Now, I hope that all makes sense. I, I'm kind of just riffing here, but I really want people to understand this dynamic that a gun doesn't have to be pointed at a cop for them to use deadly force and be completely justified. Um, I did just get a notification on my phone literally just two seconds ago um, telling me that the Tulsa police officer who shot Terrence Crutcher 
has been charged with first-degree manslaughter, which just means that the grand jury has decided, hey, there's enough here, there's enough evidence here to support pursuing this charge, to take this to a trial and actually try out the facts and see where they land. So the fact that she's been charged should mean they have enough evidence to at least get close to a conviction or you know that there's there's some substance to the charge. You know, if you look at the Freddie Gray case and Marilyn Mosby, the prosecutor in that case, she overreached big time. They never had nearly enough evidence to support the charges brought against those officers and that in and of itself is a crime and a tragedy. In this case, I don't know. I don't know what evidence they have. I hope that it's a legitimate charge. And if she did do something wrong, then, you know, she's got to face the music there. Okay, I'm going to quit rambling, I promise, and let you guys go. Um, I just wanted to get this out. Again, I'm sorry I got it out late, but there's a lot going on right now. And as has been the consistent theme really since Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown, there is a whole lot of misinformation out there. There are very powerful and money-driven agendas pushing what you see in the media. So don't forget to not believe everything you see, don't believe everything you hear, and don't believe everything you read. Make sure that you're checking your assumptions um, as I am mine. I don't get on here and just rant my personal opinions and not take into account my potential biases, and I expect, I hope, that my audience is doing the same. Police Academy is not about opinions or agendas. It's about finding the truth at all costs, regardless of what it brings, regardless of who it paints in whatever light. The truth is the ultimate objective. The agenda is the truth here. And I hope you guys see that. I think we desperately need that right now. And as usual, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Please share this because if you don't, everyone that you potentially could have shared it with won't know the truth. Share it, rate it, review it. If you're on Overcast, recommend it. If you're on Stitcher, do whatever you do on Stitcher to say, hey, I love this. I don't even know what you do, but please don't forget to do that because this conversation, this information is not available for the most part in the public realm and people need to find it and they won't without your help. So thank you guys for sharing. You guys rock. Don't forget the theme of this episode. Action is always faster than reaction. Okay, so that wasn't so short, but I guess I had a lot to say. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, gripes, bunched up britches, or complaints, please email me at policeacademypodcast.com. And of course, as I mentioned before, please share this stuff. If you agree or if this opens your eyes to the reality of law enforcement, of, of use of force, of what's going on right now, share it because it'll open the eyes of a lot of other people too if they just know where to find it. Um, if you know a radio show that needs this information, if you know someone who's got an audience that would be interested in talking to me or just sharing this stuff, point them in the right direction. Share a link, share one of these episodes, give them my email, uh, write them an email and say, hey, you got to talk to this guy, whatever you got to do. I appreciate it and I would love 
to um, talk to them, whoever they are. Okay, I will officially stop rambling. I'm not going to roll any ads at the end of this one because I've kept you guys long enough. So you guys have a nice day, evening, night, whatever it is, and I'll see you next time. As always, do good, be strong, fear nothing. This is Police Academy.